Good morning. It is Kale and Company live right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond, 1450 on the AM dial, and of course, streaming around the world around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at DeltaDentalCoversMe.com. I am thrilled on this Thursday to uh, welcome to the show Lynn Sneerson, a longtime friend, one of New England's top sports journalists over the years. And uh, Lynn, nice to have you with us. It is a thrill to be here, and happy Derby Week. Well, thank you, and uh, you are covering yet another Kentucky Derby for NBC Sports. And uh, how many derbies have you covered over the years, Lynn? Oh, let's see. My first derby that I first derby that I wrote about was 1987, and the first one I actually went to. Uh, and worked on site was 1991, so it's been a few years. Yeah. You, you've, seen, you've seen quite a few uh, I uh, over the years. We were talking just briefly uh, off the air and uh, kind of lamenting the fact uh, that, uh, you know, the, the much-discussed uh, possibility of a casino for uh, the old Rockingham Park site in, in Salem never came. Uh, to fruition. Uh, there were so many opportunities to do that. And, and now you look around the state, there are 14 or 15 charitable gaming casinos. And uh, you, you just think about, and, and I, I think about it all the time. Every time I go by exit one uh, off 93, uh, I just think about what could have been in Salem. And you look at the state now with all all the gambling that is taking place here and, uh, you know, the, it just never came to pass. And what, what a shame it was because you could have kept thoroughbred racing alive in this state. Yeah, it is a shame. You know, they say in life, timing is everything. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, the owners, the original four partners had all passed away. And uh, their heirs, there were probably 16 or 17 of them with widows and children uh, who then owned the track. And, um, you know, admittedly, a lot of them, most of them, if not all of them, were are not horse racing people, and they um, were not uh, really tied to the track the way the uh, original owners were, shall we say. And there was a lot of money to be made uh, at that time by selling the property, and um, they decided to sell. And uh, you know, but in retrospect, now the way gambling has gone explosive in the state of New Hampshire, absolutely explosive, and and. You know, had they hung in a little bit longer, well, you, all you can think about is what might have been, and it wasn't. So now we move on. Yeah, and and for the most part, the the legislature was never very friendly uh, toward the casino idea. I know it, there was one year it, it missed by one single vote, and I remember that uh, uh, very very well. Uh, I know Lou D'Alessandro was a driving force for so many years to try to get something going, and. Uh, just never came to fruition, but I guess we can't look in the rearview mirror. We have to uh, look ahead, and a terrific uh, couple of uh, days of racing uh, coming up this weekend at Churchill Downs in Kentucky, and, uh, you know, it, it, great racing ahead, but it, it's been kind of a tragic week at the track. Uh, four horses have uh, passed away yeah. over the span of uh, five days. 
Yeah, it's um, very sad. One of the horses, of course, uh, was in the Derby mm. field. His name, uh, Wild on Ice, and um, Sunland Derby winner. So, uh, you know, admittedly, he would have been a huge long shot, but nevertheless, yeah. um, still, you know, a beautiful, beautiful thoroughbred and um, very tragic. Suffered a fatal uh, a leg injury that proved to be fatal, despite the vet- best veterinary care in the world, right there in Kentucky. And um, you know he was a he was a beautiful young horse with a ton of talent and promise, and uh, very sad for his connections too because they were uh, the New Mexico crew, and you know they'd never had the owner, the breeder that uh, had never had a Derby horse or anything close to it. Uh, the jockey Ken Towhill was his regular rider. In fact, he had worked him that morning. Uh, Ken's sixty years old. He would have been the his first derby, and he would have been the oldest rider to ever compete in the derby. And, you know, there were just all kinds of, you know, really lovely storylines around the horse, and yeah. um, it would have been so nice. But um, the the good news is that, that nobody let the horse suffer. It was a terrible, um, terrible fracture of a leg, and as you know, horses cannot exist on three legs. So um, he is now in the great big paddock in the sky, and we all feel terrible about it. And um, we also, I also feel terrible for trainer Safi Joseph because uh, two of the other three were his horses in his barn. And um, I got to tell you, from spending, you know, how many years, we won't mention it, like, uh, we'll say almost 40, because that's true. Um, you know, walking around the backside, when you lose a horse, um, and the saddest thing is when you walk in that trainer's barn the next day and there's that mm. empty stall. And I'll tell you, I'm going to start to cry right now thinking about it because yeah. it just breaks your heart oh it does uh it, it truly truly does well the uh, the feature race on uh, friday is going to be the uh, kentucky oaks the oaks is uh, uh the the run for the lilies as opposed for the uh, run for the roses with uh, yes. 14 three-year-old fillies uh, who stands out in that field well, they get lilies. They get. They don't get a blanket of roses. They get a blanket of lilies. So we call it the lilies for the Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> um, a ter- tremendous race, terrific race. Um, and now, you know, because of the point system, the way they change things around, you're always going to have full field, always. Um, I'll tell you, the, the horse who stands out to me, and, and this is a weird thing to say, but the horse that I like the best, who I would have um, bet the house on, didn't make the field because of the point system. She's one of the also eligibles, and her name is Julia Shining, and she's second on the AE list. So um, the possibility, the probability of she has a possibility, but the probability of, of two other horses dropping out before tomorrow uh, is pretty slim. So she's not even going to get in the race. So we'll look for her later in the season. Um, but there's three horses I really like in the Derby. <laughs> Not surprisingly, two of them are trained by Brad Cox, <laughs> the, yeah. hot, the hot guy. The how hot ma- how guy many horses now. does he have? I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's got a lot of horses in that barn. And you know what? They're all pretty good, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have anybody pulling a milk wagon in his horse. Uh, <laughs> um, his barn, I should say. Um, the favorite is going to be his horse called Wet Paint. Um and she's really good. Um, but he has another horse in there. Uh, actually, he has three horses in that race. The one I like a little better on top is um, called Botanical. Um, so I, I like her uh, on top if I'm doing my trifecta. 
like her on top. Um, I do like wet paint. She will be the favorite. And uh, interestingly enough, the track, it looks like it's going to be coming up wet, and she can definitely handle a wet track. And then uh, my third horse in that trifecta is also a great story. Her name is South Lawn. Um, a lot of people think she's the best horse in the race. Um, interesting um, because, you know, racing the racetrack's one great big happy family. Her trainer is uh, a man named Norman Cassie. And he is the son of Mark Cassie, um, who the dual Canadian and American Hall of Fame trainer, um, who uh, has um, had uh, also has a horse in the race called Wonder Wheel. <laughs> Wonder Wheel is the two-year-old uh, defending two-year-old Philly champion. So we've got a father-son going at it uh, this there year in go. the Oaks. And um, although Wonder Wheel is the champion. Uh, she uh, she has regressed this year. She has not progressed from two to three, while all these other fillies have caught up to her, and I believe surpassed her. So I think um, I think Norm, who was for a long, long time his father's top assistant, I think the student can beat the teacher here with South Lawn. So I like um, botanical uh, South Lawn wet paint, and for my long shot, um, I like pretty mischievous which I think you'll get a really good price on her. I don't like her 14 post, but I do like the horse. So that's my Oaks. There you go. Botanical, wet paint, and South Lawn uh, 674, if I'm not mistaken. Or, you know, if you want to box them. It, it, or, uh, yeah, box four, them six, seven. I, yeah, bo- yeah, it's, it's hard enough to pick them, let alone pick them in exact order. So you definitely want to box. Bo- box that 467, ladies and gentlemen. And and and, and just to, for the sake of people who have never heard you on the radio before, Lynn doesn't even bet these races, folks. I do not. It, uh, never have, have you ever? I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I was very young, uh, not so much very young chronologically, but young in my career, I found out very quickly that when you're trying to work and trying to bet simultaneously that you end up doing both not particularly well. And uh, I felt that um, when I was there working that I certainly owed my full attention and uh, effort to my employer, to my readers, and to the uh, owners and trainers and jockeys and the horses to be absolutely fair and do the very best I could. So I didn't want to have any bias creeping in, uh, so I I could stop betting. Lynn Snearson is with us. She is covering the Kentucky Derby weekend and the uh, the Oaks as well uh, for NBC Sports. And we have to take a quick break, Lynn, and then we'll preview the 149th Run for the Roses, the uh, Kentucky Derby, right after these words. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you with us on this Thursday. And Lynn Sneerson is with us. Terrific to have Lynn on the program. One of New England's uh, top journalists has been covering uh, horse racing for uh, for many years. And a uh, big weekend coming up in Louisville at uh, Churchill Downs, starting with uh, uh, tomorrow in the uh, Kentucky Oaks. Uh, and uh, always a, a great race there. Uh, lilies for the Phillies, as as Lynn pointed out, and then Saturday, the Kentucky Derby itself. But uh, a great undercard 
uh, both days, really. And I know you've been uh, paying particular attention to the uh, to the undercard on uh, on Derby Day. What what are a couple of the uh, the races prior to the uh, Kentucky Derby that stand out in in your mind? Oh well, the, I mean there are thirteen graded stakes races and a whole bunch of grade ones on the undercard. Um, they are just. I, I mean, this card is stacked. And, um, I mean, you know, if you've got a really good... Well, let's just face it. The best of the best is at Churchill Downs this weekend, without question. Um, there's a uh, race number four to really kind of start it off, because race number one first post on Saturdays at 10.30 a.m. It's called the Derby City Distaff. It's a grade one race, and it's a sprint um, for fillies and mares, four and up. And there is a horse in this race. Uh, her name is Goodnight Olive, and uh, she is the defending um, Philly and Mare uh, Sprinter champion. She won the Breeders' Cup Sprint last year. She has had eight starts in her life. Um, she was second in her first effort when she was um, just a little little girl, and um, didn't uh, you know didn't run a bad race. And then from then, she has never lost. And she wins, winning her races by eight and a half, nine, five and a half lengths wow. against top competition. Mm. She's spectacular. Chad Brown is her trainer, which uh, says an awful lot. And um, she, her regular rider is Erod Ortiz Jr., who is without question the king of the mountain now. And um, I mean, she's just br- she's absolutely brilliant, and she is just going to be a joy to watch. But. Um, it's a short field. It's, there are only six horses in the race, but uh, you want to talk about, uh, you know, short, but uh, vastly competitive. Um, there are um, two other grade one winners uh, in the race, and um, of the four of the six, um, they're, great, they're multiple graded stakes winners. So this is just um, an outstanding race. Uh, another horse in the race is Mataria. Again, we'll talk about Brad Cox. Uh, it's his horse. Um, she uh, she won the Eight Bells, um, which was on the undercard of the Derby last year. Um, again, was just spectacular. Had a little setback. Uh, they took her off the track, sent her to the farm, let her be a horse and roll around and eat grass. Uh, she came back on March 31st at Oakland and uh, was uh, did not win. She lost the race by three-quarters of a length, but it was an outstanding race. And the horse that she lost to, who's also a multiple grade one winner, is called Wicked Halo, and she's in the race. So this is going to be, I think, just a spectacular race with um, six amazing fillies, just amazing. So I'm really excited about that one. So that is race four on Saturday. And, of course, uh, all will be available uh, on television. And uh, and certainly a great take, great day for uh, racing fans, uh, culminating with the uh, uh, 149th Run for the Roses, the Kentucky Derby, a little bit before uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time. And uh, so break it down for us, Lynn. Uh, Who's going to win the Derby? (laughs) (laughs) Boy, if you know that, you're the smartest person of all because – Everybody, all of the uh, so-called experts, everybody's saying this is the toughest, most wide-open derby that we have seen in a long time, okay? Um, there, of these 20 horses, we, you know, it's tough enough to, you know, pick a derby winner. But, um, you know, you're talking about um, 
you know, we always say pace makes the race. Well, this is, for the most part, a paceless race. So that gives you handicappers, you know, a hard enough time. And we don't have anybody, you know, who's a real going in. You know, you don't have an American pharaoh. You don't have a justified. You don't have a Seattle flu or a secretariat. So um, it's really extremely wide open. Um, so, yeah, this is really a, a year to, uh, you know, bet some bombs away and, and see if you can get lucky and get a big payout. You mentioned that uh, Brad Cox, what does he have, uh, three horses in the in the Kentucky Oaks? He has four in the Derby, huh? He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. And I really, and I really like one of them. Which is? Angel of Empire. I really like that horse. Angel of Empire. I'm, I'm seeing it eight to one at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing I like, uh, thing I like about him, I like a lot about him is um, he's a, um, he's won, won two grade ones. And uh, he's coming out of the bluegrass, which he won very, very impressively. And I think this year the bluegrass was the most impressive of all of the prep races. And um, I definitely like the jock. I like the trainer. Um, he's a deep closer. And, uh, you know, you got to sometimes work your way through when the, all the horses that go out early in front start backing up at you. Um, his his prep races have been extremely consistent. Uh, he's won two derbies. He won uh, was the Arkansas Derby and uh, the Bluegrass. Uh, so those are two huge derby preps. And uh, one of the handicapping angles I always go with um, is um, if you've got a great, you know, grade one winner, you look for a horse who's already won a grade one to win the Kentucky Derby. I think he's very, very dangerous in this race. So, Angel of Empire from the fourteenth post position. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, but he's. I think he's just a touch below another horse that I really like. Okay. And that's one of the Pletchers. Todd Pletcher's. Uh, they call it the Todd Squad. He's yeah. got three. Yeah. In this race, and surprisingly, um, it's not the. I, I'm not putting the favorite who's Forte. Yeah, right. I'm not putting him on top. I'm putting one of his stable mates on top, and his name is. Tap it trice. Tap it trice. Out, mm-hmm. out of the fifth post, uh, post position, and I know that uh, Todd Pletcher was very happy to get that post position. Yes, because he's been stuck down on the rail on his past derby. <laughs> um, the only thing I don't like about um, about this horse is that, um, <laughs> I hate to say it because I absolutely adore Todd Pletcher, um, both as a, as a person and as a trainer, but look at his record. Isn't he two for 62 in the Derby? Oops. Um, <laughs> and Brad Cox is uh, very, very, very hot right now. Um, but the thing, I love, I love Tappet Trice because um, he's, he's all, well, I'm sorry, he's the bluegrass winner. Oops. Um, <laughs> duh. Um, so he's on a four race win streak. He's only lost once. Um, and, uh, this horse has not missed a beat. Um, he's going to like a wet track. If we have one, five to one is a really generous price. I think this, this horse checks all the boxes. Um, he's got very solid works at Churchill down all week. He's also won at four different tracks. Um, if he has a drawback, and I only see one, he's a he's a gorgeous horse. He's a beautiful, beautiful gray uh, thoroughbred, but um, he's a 
very big, big boy. He's, um, you know, he's, uh, he's built like a linebacker. And, um, you know, so he has to stay out of trouble because, you know, uh, a big horse like that, um, you know, if they get stopped, if he gets stuck behind horses and has to check, um, it's once they stop that momentum, it's much harder for a bigger horse to get himself collected and get his feet under him and get him going again. But that's the only drawback I see in this in this horse. He's a deep, deep closer, and um, I think Todd Pletcher might be getting another another Derby win with this horse. All right, tap it. Trice, trice, not twice, but trice, T R I C E. Yeah, and I like the yeah, and I like the other. I, I do like Forte, and, and uh, I think it, it's tough. To, you know, he's the reigning champion, and um, he's just um, you know, he's a really, really nice reigning two-year-old champion. And and uh, the only thing, the only reason people are, are I think, getting off Forte, um, who oh by the way is also. Um, he's on a win streak of one, two, three, four, five races. Uh, yeah, won the Florida Derby. Um, people just, you know, have a tendency to not want to bet a favorite, but I wouldn't leave him out. Of, I would not leave him out of my way. So bear those numbers in mind, folks. Five, fourteen, and five. All right. So, Lynn Sneerson, I want to thank you so much for joining us on this uh, Thursday, and have a wonderful Kentucky Derby weekend and. Hope to talk soon. Thank you so much, and um, good luck with... Oh, I didn't ask you. Who do you like? Well, I, I'm i going to go with a semi-long shot. Uh, just just uh, for personal reasons, two Phils. Cause, because I have a, a grandson by the name of Phil, so I can't resist that one. Let me tell you, that's a very live horse. A very live horse. You got a very big shot with him. Good luck with that. Well, thank you, Lynn. And and again, thanks for joining us and hope to have you back soon. I hope so, too. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. Okay. Take care. Bye. Lynn Snearson, one of the great uh, sports journalists in New England over the past <clears throat> number of years, many years, and she's covered it all from horse racing to hockey to baseball, football, covered the Patriots for many years, and always uh, a great guest and knows whereof she speaks. We'll take a break and we'll talk more racing. Cars this time. Right here on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com Kale and Company presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Kale and Company live here on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com We are presented by our good friends at Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. We're expecting to hear shortly from uh, David McGrath, who is the Executive Vice President and General Manager of New Hampshire Motor Speedway. We have him on the line. Well, there he is. (laughs) Good morning, David. Good morning, Ken. How are you? Oh, I am doing great. Doing great, and hope you are as well on this Thursday, Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And a little over two months to go, uh, David, before the Crayon 301 NASCAR Cup race at the Magic Mile. But, you know, I I have you on today because uh, Mother's Day is just a little over a week away, as you know, and, and, and tickets to the Wicked Fast, Wicked Fun NASCAR weekend from July 14th through the 16th 
would make, I think, an ideal Mother's Day gift. I agree 100%. I think, um, you know, families really have a great time at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. So for all the, uh, the, the kids and dads listening out there, it makes a great Mother's Day gift um, to come on out and have all the uh, experience, all the fun that a NASCAR weekend at New Hampshire Motor Speedway provides, Ken. It is, uh, it's an absolute must-see must, uh, must uh, in the summer here in New England. You know, and, and I think, David, and I've said this on the air for a number of years, women are very, very passionate about their drivers. I mean, they, they really are. I mean, you know, a lot of guys are too, of course, but the women, they really get into it. My observation, you know, being in the stands for a number of these races, I mean, the, the women really, really get into it. And, no question. Yeah. And, and actually, and actually, Ken, that speaks to, uh, you know, women, men. It, it really does speak to the, um, the NASCAR fan in New England, right? These are passionate folks that really understand and love motorsports. Um, and you're right. It's a, it's a good blend of both um, male and female yep. every week, every time, every year at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And this year will be no different. And what a great way to spend a weekend in the summer if you're up here camping with families and friends. Uh, to spend a weekend of great racing, um, which, again, we, we pack in three days of racing, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. So it's a great value all the way around. But, yes, it's a good observation. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of ladies do enjoy NASCAR racing, no question about it. Um, and it's just a lot of family fun. Yeah, no, it is. It really is. And you uh, create a, a great family atmosphere uh, at the track. There, there's no doubt about it. But something about those ladies that, you know what, I've always said they, they, the ladies get to get more in, into uh, auto racing and hockey fights. I think they're very passionate about those 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 two things in sports. Can confirm that's very true. Uh, okay. Yeah, as soon as the gloves go off in hockey, that's it. That, that's that's it. it. Look and out! You're in. You're I, all in. I've that's said. Great. I've said for years after broadcasting hockey for a long time, uh, I said you know the the women are a lot more into the the hockey fights. Than, than men for for whatever reason but, I, but uh, that's my that's my casual observation anyway well you mentioned three great days of racing uh in july it all gets started uh, with the flat track which was uh, extremely popular last year yeah you know we built that a couple of years ago right well actually right before the the pandemic hit ken and yeah. it was widely popular in 2019 then we had to take a couple of year of, of a hiatus with that for that little uh quarter mile flat track but it's back. It was back last year, and, sp- and people had an absolute blast. Uh, three great racing series, uh, you know, Sprint Cars of New England, Granite State Mini Sprints, and then the Dirt Midget Association put on a whale of a show for fans. And what's really cool is all the campers and, and the families that are on property, and, and we certainly have folks that drive in too, but a lot of the campers just walk on down to the yeah. flat track Friday night, and afterwards there's a fireworks show. And then we put on a, a cover band uh, performance by Shot of Poison, which is a fan favorite. So it's it's a great night of fun and, and again, fireworks, live music, and great racing. I don't know what gets better than those. That's a trifecta in my mind. You, you can't beat it, and, and the camping aspect of it is, is terrific, too. I know you have uh, a camping for uh, you know j- uh, quite a while, July 8th, which is the uh, the Saturday uh, prior uh, to to the race, a uh, week before the race, and then uh, July through July 17th. So you could really be there for, for quite a period of time. 
Yeah, and you know what we do too, Ken, is you're absolutely right. You can come in that Saturday before the, uh, you know, the weekend before the, the uh, Crayon 301, but the team actually programs events for fans, uh, you know, starting on Thursday night when we, um, when we kick off, well, actually Wednesday night when we kick off Bingo at what we call the Groove Fan Hangout in the Fan Zone. And then Thursday night, we've got a movie night with Top Gun Maverick. Friday, we've got, uh, obviously, what we just talked about at the flat track with all the racing and the music and the fireworks. And then two great races on Saturday with the Xfinity Series and the Ambetta 200. And then you've got the Whalen Modifieds with uh, the Mohegan Sun 100 on Saturday. And then you better get some rest because Sunday we've got the Crayon 301 NASCAR Cup Series race. So that's a... That's a whole week of programming for all those campers that are on site. Oh, no no doubt about it. And uh, it's it's always a, a terrific weekend. And, uh, you know, people love it. And, you know, as you know, as you well know, there are uh, people that go from uh, race to race, you know, from venue to venue. And, uh, you know, it, it's like uh, traveling with a, a, a large family. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would also say to Ken, when you're in New Hampshire in July, I mean, you are in one of the prettiest parts of the world in one of the best months of the year. So, you know, I always tell fans, don't be in such a rush to haul back to wherever you're from. I mean, go explore the state of New Hampshire. You're Stick only around, yeah. 25 minutes from the ocean. You got the White Mountains just to the north. You got the Lakes region right up the street and, and you know, the Winnipesaukee area. So there's so much to see and do in the Granite State that uh, I think fans really do enjoy this, you know, respite from everyday life and getting up to New Hampshire Motor Speedway and seeing great racing, having a lot of fun, and then explore the wonderful state of New Hampshire. And, and really, you couldn't be in a better location. Just, to, you know, as you just pointed out, you're very... The- Proximity is great to just about every, everything you'd want. Now, now since the uh, start of the Cup season at Daytona this year, we've seen already eight different winners uh, in eleven races. I mean, the only repeat winners have been Kyle Busch, uh, William Byron, and Kyle Larson. But it has really been a, a very, very competitive field. Yeah, this is year two of this new vehicle, this new automobile that they built for the series, this next gen race car. Yeah, and it's been proven to be a uh, to eat, you know to add what I call high levels of you know parity in the sport, where people, you know, teams that um, you know again eight different winners. That's pretty amazing. And last year it was like sixteen. So um, it, it really is uh, moving in the right direction. And at the end of the day, here's what I would tell race fans. NASCAR continues to evolve and develop this car. Goodyear continues to test and create great racing tires that create great racing and great action. And we just had a tire test here with Christopher Bell and Chase Elliott and and Brad Keselowski with the sole purpose of developing a better tire for our July race so that the fans have a great great weekend of, of awesome racing. But, um, yeah, the, the parody and the fact that uh, anybody can win it on any w- given weekend just adds to the excitement. And great racing is what it's all about. No doubt about that. We can always count on that. So, you know, you, you, you hear this from drivers. Many of the drivers say that uh, New Hampshire ranks up as one of the top places they want to go on the entire circuit. Well, certainly I think the fan base adds to that whole atmosphere, Ken. I mean, the, like I said earlier in this conversation, the, the race fans in New England know what they're talking about. They're passionate about this sport. But this track itself is a, you know, it's a one mile. It's a flat track. It's, uh, you know, it's got seven degrees of banking. So it's in my book, that's pretty flat. Nobody just comes up to New Hampshire Motor Speedway and dominates that racetrack. 
Um, you know, we've had repeat winners, but it seems like every year it's a mixed bag. And, and you know, Christopher Bell does well, but you know what? There'll be other people that'll be that'll be gunning for him this year. And I don't know if he can certainly, you know, defend his his, uh, his win here last year, but who knows? But great racing, great area, great atmosphere. And um, certainly they love to get out and see the, the fans and the campers and the, you know, the, the NASCAR drivers, which is always fun to see. No doubt. And there are going to be uh, other drivers as well invading the track. And uh, if you have a, a couple more minutes, Dave, stick around and we'll talk a little bit about Motorcycle Week, which is just ahead. Absolutely. All right, David McGrath with us. He is the Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Magic Mile, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And we'll be back with more right here. Kale & Company Live, WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. And joining us, David McGrath, who is the Executive Vice President and General Manager of New Hampshire Motor Speedway in Loudoun, right in our backyard. And, of course, uh, coming up next month, it is Motorcycle Week uh, in New Hampshire and uh, lots of activity as a result at the Speedway. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Ken. We might feel like we're stuck in late March right this whole week, but uh, we know that uh, warmer weather's coming and motorcycles are out, and uh, we can't wait to host them all. But, uh, yeah, the uh, 100th Laconia Motorcycle Week rally will be occurring this year, which is such an awesome, awesome thing um, to be the first to 100. Um, and uh, the New Hampshire Motor Speedway and the team up here is geared up and ready to go. We've got great racing starting on that first weekend of June 10th and 11th. And then all week long, we've got activities at the track with Harley Davidson and a few other um, manufacturers will be displaying all their new motorcycles. And we've got all kinds of vendors and we'll have quite frankly, thousands and thousands and thousands of riders coming in and out of the speedway. And then on the second weekend on June 16th and 18th is the 100th running of the Laconia. Or the, I'm sorry, the Loudon classic. Um, during Laconia uh, rally, but uh, the Loudon Classic will take place, the 100th running at the Speedway. And that one, my friend, is going to pay over $250,000, um, $55,000 to the first place racer on that motorcycle that uh, crosses that finish line first on the Loudon Classic. So it's going to be a great week, a lot of fun, a lot of energy, and uh, we just get this weather to turn a little to the to the good, and we're, we're, we'll get uh, we'll get ready, and the team will be ready to go and host all these motorcycle riders. Absolutely, and uh, there, there is camping available during Motorcycle Week as well. Yes, those that want to can come on up and, and park your RVs or your toy haulers right at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. It's a great spot to kind of start your rides all over the great state of New Hampshire from the Speedway and get up to the Wares, get up to the Kangamangas. Um, but yeah, we always have hundreds of campers that park and spend the week with us. And if you're interested, just go to nhms.com and get all the details and spaces that are available. I, I will tell you, it's getting busier by the day. Um, and we're definitely getting more activity than we even had last year, which was a really good year for camping uh, during Motorcycle Week. So 
Don't delay. Give us a call. <clears throat> You'll have a lot of fun. Well, as you said, this is a special one. It is number 100, so uh, that takes on a little bit uh, more meaning. So uh, I, I'm sure this is going to be an amazing uh, motorcycle week for the state of New Hampshire, and, and certainly uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway will be a big part of it, as well as the New England Racing Museum just down the street from you guys, which will be open uh, both weekends of, uh, of Motorcycle Week. Yeah, it's always fun to get down there. It's, that's absolutely, I call it 9,000 square feet of awesomeness, Ken. I mean, it's yeah. just such a great, it's a great tribute to uh, racing across New England and in all of the disciplines of racing, whether it's drag racing, motorcycle racing, NASCAR, snowmobiles. I mean, they, they really do a great job of, of, of highlighting all racing in New England and, and it's rich, rich history. But uh, a couple of quick things I want to mention to yeah. listeners, too. Yeah. Um, obviously, during Motorcycle Week, a lot of activities going on. New this year, we've got a Motorcycle Skills Challenge contest on June 9th, and 10th, or June 9th through the 11th, so the first weekend, that benefits Speedway Children's Charities. And here you'll see some of the best riders, uh, police officers, um, and, and even some retired police officers, on maneuvering their Harley-Davidsons through very complex, tight cone packages, which um, is amazing to see how these these folks can maneuver motorcycles um, with such grace and skill. But that's on the first weekend uh, and new this year. And then we've got a wonderful charity ride from Laconia Harley-Davidson, Ken, down to the Speedway on Tuesday, June 13th. Uh, you'll be able to ride your motorcycle on the famed Magic Miles Road Course, um, which is a wonderful, wonderful way to kind of experience you know the the, uh, the you know the trickiness of that track to actually yeah. drive your motorcycle on. So, just want to mention those couple of great oh, things. Oh, for, for fans. Oh, a- absolutely so. And that uh, that skills competition that you, uh, you you talk about that that should be uh, a quite a, a spectator event. That should be a lot of fun. It, it, and, it, and it benefits Speedway Children's Charities. Yeah. So all the proceeds that, that that generates will obviously go back in to help children in need when we do our grant distribution ceremony in late, uh, well, actually early December of, of this year. So it's a wonderful cause. So I would say to listeners, come on out. Um, even if you're not a motorcycle rider, just park your car out front and come on in and check it out. Oh, absolutely. Um, it'll be yeah. pretty cool. And uh, again, the the charity motorcycle ride, which you mentioned, David, uh, June thirteenth, and that uh, will be uh, benefiting the Speedway Children's Charities as well. So, uh, two uh, great events, uh, both uh, for the benefit of the uh, Speedway Children's Charities, which ha- has been uh, you know a, a staple uh, for the track. I think s- almost since uh, its inception. Uh, That's correct. In nineteen ninety or whenever it was, yeah. It's been around a long time, and hats off to all that have been involved with that great charity over the years. So lots of activity coming up at the Magic Mile, and you can get all the information at nhms.com. And, of course, the big NASCAR weekend coming up in July, always a very special week in the state of New Hampshire. And uh, get your tickets now. And don't forget your mom. Get tickets for mom. I mean, Dave, listen. I mean, NASCAR memories, as you well know, they they last forever. Flowers might have a shelf life of what? Four or five days, maybe? That's right. That's right. NASCAR memories last forever. 
That's right. You yeah. give me you give me one weekend with your mom, and I'll bring you back a NASCAR fan. How's that, guy? There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, David, as always, thanks for taking the time, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, chatting with you again in the not-too-distant future. Absolutely. Ken, great to be on with you and, and, and to speak with your listeners, and I appreciate you having me on. Not, not a problem. Love to have you. Thanks, Dave. David McGrath, who is the executive vice president and general manager at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And if you've never attended, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, people who have only watched uh, NASCAR races on television, and that's probably the majority of people I'm talking to right now. Uh, it, it's, it's great, but it, it's, it's a lot more fun being there. Being there is uh, such an, uh, an amazing time, and it, it's like a three-ring circus, really. You have the race, but you have so many other things uh, going on around the track as well. And I know Kat, uh, our producer, Catherine Martinez, you have, uh, you've sung the, uh, the Canadian National Anthem uh, for the races a number of times there. I have. Yeah, National Anthem and Canadian National Anthem. Yep. I think I sang, I can't remember which event it was, but it was televised, and yeah. um, they hired me to sing the Canadian National Anthem on Fox. It was like Fox 10 or Fox something, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever aired right, right. that. that. Yeah. And it was so interesting standing there with the producer because they were like, you need to wrap it up. <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. You, you have a wrap time up this because yeah, we, we got a commercial. Yeah, 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 and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. But it's uh, it, you you you've been there, so you know what kind of an experience it is with uh, so many things happening. You know, not only on the track but uh, around the facility, and mm-hmm. it, it's fun just to uh, walk in the camping areas, which I've done a, a number of times over the years, and and see some of the the amazing setups that these people have for, for their for their campers and and their tents and it's 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 amazing it, it really is, is. and it, it's an experience especially it, when you're a performer yeah. there because they they picked me up in a car yeah. and they drove you in the inside yeah. of you know the the area and my RV I had an RV um where we were housed yeah. to eat and relax before singing right. and the all of the the cars were outside of the RV Wow. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so exactly. uh, yeah. what an experience. It, yeah. It is. And it's a great weekend, too. And uh, Saturday, a couple of uh, great races take place. And that that's a great day to bring kids. I will say Saturday uh, would be my choice uh, to bring uh, kids to the track because it's not quite as crowded on Saturday. And there are two uh, outstanding races uh, on, on Saturday as well, with many of the regular uh, NASCAR drivers uh, in, involved in the Xfinity series, which uh, you know in baseball parlance is kind of like the the AAA to the to the major league, uh, the Xfinity race. But some of the regular NASCAR drivers are in that Xfinity race, and then uh, the the Whelan modified race on that Saturday, which always has some spectacular finishes. So so check it out if you've never done it. NHMS. Hey, it was a good night all the way around. Celtics with, if you missed it, a 34-point victory over the 76ers last night, 121-87. to What a night for Jalen Brown. 25 points. He was sensational last night. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon off the bench, the NBA's top sixth man, 23 points. Series now tied at one apiece with Game 3 coming up tomorrow night, Friday night, in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia.
Although some might call it the city of brotherly hate, judging by some of their sports fans in that city. But at any rate, it'll be in Philly tomorrow night. And ironically enough, the Red Sox will be in Philadelphia tomorrow night as well. The Celtics and the Red Sox will be playing like... It's it's like uh, two-tenths of a mile apart at most in that uh, Philadelphia sports complex. Red Sox won last night, too, beating Toronto for the third straight time. Red Sox will try to make it six in a row tonight. Thank you very much for listening to our racing special today here on WKXL. Kale and Company presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And don't forget tomorrow, folks, it's Friday. It'll be the Friday Fun Bunch with Tom Raffio and Kitty Ray, all right here on your favorite radio station, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Have a great Thursday, everyone.